Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya, and we have another 40-page paper packed with opinions on the upcoming local elections. Our lead story by H. Rose Schneider involves election signs on the lawn of a house that has a Confederate flag, and the three candidates whose signs are there running on the Republican line um, don't think there's importance to that, although we had a letter to the editor that was very powerful in, in stating um, the symbol of racism that comes with the Confederate flag these days. Um, we have a follow-up story. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has continued ever since Justice Booz, this young man here, age 23, took a job for $60 a day, his first day on the job with a tree service, countryside tree care. He died in a wood chipper. Um, it has now gone to a hearing in OSHA as the owner of the company um, is contesting the fines. A stunning piece of art by Carol Coogan. Um, talks about, <laughs> illustrates how hate and intolerance are masquerading as traditional values. I took a look uh, in this election season at some of the letters and fact-checking we've done, and this idea that's emerged since the Trump administration that um, you can have your own truth. <laughs> we try to have the actual truth in our letters, and we got a recent letter this week from a woman who had been distressed um, with our coverage of an editorial in favor of bathrooms in a local high school that would accommodate transgender students so they feel comfortable. And she has uh, linked to a website that lists crimes that were assumed to have to do with a transgender bathroom, but when you read it carefully, most of them are after that. Regulation came down, which has since been rolled back, and have little to do with that. And we're urging civil conversation to move forward. This is the letter that inspired our front page story. Susan Hawks Teeter, who lives in the hamlet of Bern, was distressed to see these election signs with the flag of the Confederacy it's now become a symbol for white supremacists and was courageous enough to write about it. We have pages and pages of election letters interspersed with some Halloween fun. The Voorheesville, the Kiwanis in New Scotland had their annual parade and celebration. These first two pages of letters are from Gilderland, where there's um, a full slate running Republicans challenging Democratic incumbents on the town board from New Scotland, where there's one hotly contested race for town board. Again, a Republican contesting Democratic incumbents. And turning the page, we see Mix It Up. It's a day started by the Southern Poverty Law Center to get kids to eat with people they don't usually lunch with. And Farnsworth Middle School observes it every year. And this year, basketball players from U Albany joined them for lunch, as did graduate students from SAGE. And here's another basketball player from U Albany. 
The letters on these two pages have, are coming um, from Burn residents talking about the upcoming elections there where every single race is contested. Turning to the next page, we have a full two pages of letters from the town of Knox. Again, a hotly contested election where Democrat Vasilios Lefkadidis, the incumbent supervisor running for re-election on the Republican line, is being challenged by Democrat Councilwoman Amy Picorni. Lots of opinions on both sides from that race. Um, in Rensselaerville, we heard from two current council members, neither up for re-election, writing um, against the challenger in the, on the Democratic line. And since it's just before election, with no chance for a second letter, we have a response from Marie Dermody to that. In Westerlow, we have a letter looking at some of the processes in Westerlow that don't uh, often meet deadlines or involve the public. And finally, a much-needed bit of humor <laughs> from Michael Seinberg on the Zen of the Hybrid Car. Hats off to Coach Kinley, uh, a parent who's appreciative of all he has done. And the Old Men of the Mountain, where John Williams is putting together interesting snippets from earlier breakfasts. In Altamont, which has twice had its campus visited the, at the elementary school by a black bear, the Halloween parade <laughs> featured a bear, a teacher in the form of a bear, another teacher riding a bear, a little girl is a bear, and some other costumes as well in a celebratory parade. Rose has written about the Rensselaerville preliminary budget. They held a hearing there to go over the tax cap, but probably won't have that need to be used. Sean Mulcairn has taken a look at the life of Claire Murphy, who recently celebrated her 105th birthday. She retired at the age of 98. Congratulations, Claire. Sean has also done a story which we think is the end point in the sign saga. He's covered both the zoning and planning board meetings um, where the appeal has become moot since the town board has adopted a definition for what constitutes a flashing sign. And he's taken a look at other restaurants owned by Mr. Salvino who had wanted a flashing or rolling sign, um, scrolling, similar to that in New Scotland, but won't be able to have it. More from Elizabeth on the OSHA hearing. She attended all three days of the hearing. A decision won't be reached for months. Um, Tony Watson is um, maintaining that the fines are excessive. And as part of the testimony, we heard from some of Justice Booz's co-workers about the last moment of his life, very poignant. Excelsior scholarships are now open for applications. It's a chance to go to a state university or college for free. Cynthia Quay is filling us in on all the happenings with the toddlers and preschoolers in the Knox Nursery School. Michael Koff has 
captured some wonderful vignettes from the play Always Maine, which will be on the high school play stage in Gilderland this weekend. Almost. Pardon me? Almost. Almost Maine. What did I say? Almost. Almost. It's a fictional town, Almost Maine. Um, thank you for the correction. Um, lots going on in the calendar. Turkey suppers are starting to appear. Rose has written about the burn budget, where there will be increased costs coming for garbage and ambulance, but it manages to have a 4% decrease in taxes. We are filled with election ads on our colored pages this week, and we urge people not just to read the ads, but to go online and read our profile so you can vote intelligently. Most importantly, vote more on the election signs displayed alongside the Confederate flag. A great picture by Sean, who captured kids at Voorheesville got to vote on which faculty member would get to kiss a pig. It was a fundraiser for the PTA. And Bacon Bits, who was borrowed from the Albany County Airport, he's a greeter there, uh, the selected person was the librarian, Joseph Keenan, who seemed to be enjoying the tour as hundreds of kids applauded. Our blotters page has um, the story of a West Highland Terrier, a little puppy that was um, taken by two women who are in pictures getting on the bus holding the dog but have not yet been found by police. Oddly, the dog was dropped off at a homeless shelter and is now back in the pet zone in the store where it was taken from. The suspects are still at large. We are following up on Jonathan Cobb, who um, was originally accused of rape but has um, pleaded that down, uh, still to a felony, first-degree unlawful imprisonment, and will be spending weekends in jail for a year. The jury found uh, Hector Gomez guilty of heroin possession. He was driving through the town of Bethlehem when he was stopped smoking marijuana, and police found a secret compartment in his car. Sean has written about a new name for the Fuhrerbusch Park. It's named for Charlie Hotelling, right in the center there, who has spent decades um, both as a politician, but also known well as a grocer and a friend um, to New Scotland. Another park dedication took place in Voorheesville early in the morning this week. The mayor and town council members assembled with their sleds <laughs> after the ribbon cutting because they stood at the top of Torque Hill at the foot of the Helderbergs where kids love to sled in the winter and that has recently um, come into ownership of the village. And I'm sure kids are happy to hear that. Three utility poles were cut down this weekend. One in a car accident, hit and run. They're looking for witnesses. The other because of the storm. The Boy Scouts are holding a food drive and hope you'll leave some for them to pick up. You can rescue a cat for Christmas. And the county has advice on what to do if you're in contact with a bat. They'd like you to capture it so that they can test it for rabies. I've done that myself. It's not as hard as it seems. Um, Elizabeth did a story looking at the village movement, and she centered on Livingston. The old Livingston School in Albany is now a resident, a residence for apartments for 
elderly people, and some of them have formed what's called a village where they look out for each other and have activities. And there's movement afoot locally to do similar things for people to age in place in their own homes. Elizabeth also talked to the people at Pioneer Bank who have bought their bank building as well as what used to be an old price chopper behind it for office space along Route 20 in Gilderland. Judy Kahn is leaving the library board in Gilderland after five years and a replacement is being sought. She did a lot there creating the audit committee. There's going to be a no-so fundraiser to make blankets for the homeless and for hurricane victims, and that's going to be held at the Gilderland Library. Lots of other library happenings. Nick Matulis is going to perform in Altamont. Storyteller Joe Brucat, who tells Native American stories, um, recently performed at Bethlehem. And... In Gilderland, they had a celebration using a theme of the jazz era, and you can tell by the dressing there, celebrating 25 years at their home on Western Avenue. Classified ads, seniors, lots going on. We're always so impressed when Sue Kidder lists the many, many trips on the yellow bus, and anyone over the age of 62 is welcome to join. Yes, I'm in that category, and I've not yet been able to go on a bus. Once we get through the legals, we see some church news. In Knox, the Reformed Church there had a 175th anniversary celebration, which I wrote about earlier. This is a picture, which with all the election coverage we finally have room for, of the former pastors, or pastors past and present, who gathered. And in Altamont, the Reformed Church had an installation for its new pastor. There he is. And all these different Reformed pastors came in order to celebrate that. Big news in volleyball. The sectionals, the Dutch were defeated. It was an upset. But the birds are flying in Voorheesville, and they won the next round after this game. And our photographer, Michael Koff, will be there to capture what we hope will be a championship victory on Saturday. And we have a closer with still more election ads. Be sure to vote.